Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, for this uh, Facebook Live and Instagram offering. Although I am having some trouble connecting with uh, Instagram. <laughs> so those ha haven't been live. Uh, if you've been catching them there, they've been on uh, recording. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Uh, and this is part two of a kind of a, a two-part series within a series. This is a, the second talk that I'm giving on forgiveness, which is kind of a small installation on a larger series on compassion. Now, if you haven't caught any of the previous episodes, don't worry. Uh, stick around. You'll get plenty of benefit and information uh, from this particular uh, session hopefully. And then uh, if you wish, you can review the other sessions. Those are all available on my YouTube channel or on Instagram or Facebook. And so I just like to make a couple of announcements. Uh, I am offering an online uh, retreat program. Uh, this is on the topic of compassion or Karuna as it's known in, in Pali or Sanskrit. Uh, this is a completely secular program. My training personally comes from a Buddhist background, but I offer these teachings in a secular voice. Uh, so I like to make them accessible for people from all faiths, all beliefs, all walks of life. Uh, so we'll spend eight weeks taking a very deep dive into the practices of compassion. And in fact, in the first four weeks, uh, we spend uh, cultivating compassion for ourself, including forgiveness for ourself. And as this talk today unfolds, I think you'll find uh, that that is a very important component of self-compassion. And then we spend the last four weeks extending compassion to others, including loved ones, strangers, uh, people we have challenges and difficulties with, and then to the entire world. So this program runs from uh, March 22nd to May 13th. Uh, those dates are uh, pertain to the Americas if you're in that time zone. If you're in Asia, it's, uh, sorry, if you're in America or you, Americas, it's March 22nd to May 3rd, March 21st <laughs> to May 13th. If you're here in Asia, it's March 22nd to May 14th. So just speaking for in, in America time right now, it's uh, Sunday and Thursday evenings at 9 p.m. that we'll be meeting uh, over Zoom. The sessions are roughly 90 minutes to two hours long. Of course, there'll be a break if needed, and mostly, mostly that's needed. I like to take a break in the middle there. Pause for the cause. Uh, and... Uh, There'll be great opportunity for question and answer, for coming together as a community, uh, discussing our practices on compassion. Also included in the retreat package is two one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, uh, which is a great opportunity uh, for me to, to get to know your practice, uh, an opportunity for me to kind of, uh, you know, adjust any imbalances that might be arising as a result of the practices of compassion and so forth. So do uh, sign up. Those spaces are filling up pretty quickly and spaces are limited. 
So do go ahead if you're interested, uh, sign up. You can do that by going to my website, suchsweetthunder.org, and click on the Retreats and Programs page. That'll give you all the details you need to register for this uh, Kuan Yin, A Retreat into Compassion. Uh, the next announcement is that I am currently also accepting applications for one-on-one -on -one students. So if you already have a meditation practice, but you're interested in, in cultivating a one-to-one a -one relationship with a teacher, uh, this would be a great opportunity to do that. And again, the benefit of that is that as a teacher, I would be able to cultivate with you a practice specifically designed to meet your needs as a student uh, and to really help uh, foster a type of awakening. Uh, the student-teacher relationship, uh, it's very difficult to overestimate the value of that. Uh, so again, if you're interested, do go visit the website suchsweetthunder.org and click on the online studies page. That will give you all of the information you need to get started with a one-on-one -on -one, uh, type setting. That's all the announcements today. So I'd like to move into today's offering uh, with a short guided meditation. And this will be a meditation on loving kindness. And it's a very traditional uh, metta practice here, loving kindness practice here, where we'll come into the present moment and I'll guide all of this. Then we offer phrases of loving kindness to our own heart. And we'll rest in that experience uh, for just a few breaths, and then we'll come back and uh, finish the presentation, or start and finish the presentation, as the case may be. Okay, thank you. Uh, again, this meditation and all of the meditations that I offer here uh, over the live sessions are optional. And this meditation will be about five to seven minutes long. Uh, if you don't wish to meditate or you wish to maybe perhaps meditate just by following your breath, that's fine. Do whatever best supports you in this present moment experience. Uh, so thank you. I'll ring the bell. And so the invitation now is to allow the body, mind, and heart to settle. You might do this by taking a few deep breaths, letting any concerns or thoughts of the days past or the upcoming days go. And if there are any obvious tension in the body or heart, just noticing those, allowing those to soften. And you might notice how the breath is entering and leaving the nose. 
Noticing any sensations there, a dry or a cool sensation perhaps. Or you might notice how the temperature changes from cooler to warmer on the inhalation and exhalation as you breathe in and breathe out at the nose and the back of the throat. Perhaps noticing the rib cage expanding and contracting with each breath. Or perhaps noticing the rising and falling of the abdomen as you inhale and exhale. You might notice how the back moves out on the in-breath and in on the out-breath. The shoulders rising and falling with each breath. And perhaps noticing the body straightening up slightly on the in-breath and leaning forward slightly on the out-breath. There might be times where the breath feels rather inaccessible. That's fine. We also have the option of anchoring our awareness into the present moment through the experience of the body. And so the invitation now is to turn our attention to the sensations of the body. And we'll start today with the experience arriving, arising from the feet. This might be sensations of socks against the skin of the feet or the feet against a carpet or floor. Inviting the muscles in the feet to rest, relax. You might notice sensations of clothing against the legs, inviting the muscles in the legs to grow soft. You might notice sensations of the body against the chair or cushion, mat or floor. Inviting the muscles underneath those sensations to relax. Noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other. The arms resting against the body. Inviting the hands and arms to grow soft and unwind. Perhaps noticing sensations of clothing against the back. Inviting the muscles in the back to relax and rest. Noticing sensations of clothing against the shoulders, inviting the muscles in the shoulders to grow soft. You might also notice sensations arising from the back of the neck, inviting the muscles in the back of the neck to relax. Noticing any sensations arising throughout the cheeks of the face, 
inviting the muscles in the face to rest, grow soft. And noticing any sensations arising from the top of the head, the very crown of the head. There may be times where the breath and or the body feel rather inaccessible, and that's okay, that's fine. We also have the option of anchoring our awareness into the present moment through the experience of sound. And so the invitation is now to allow awareness to include any sound which might be available in your environment, You can either focus on the most obvious prevalent sound, or I prefer to rest in the entire field of sound. So noticing all of the sounds all at the same time. Listening to the universe orchestrate the soundtrack of the present moment. And so we'll rest here for a few breaths, maintaining present moment spacious awareness on the sensations of breath and or body and or sound. Just rest. Just rest. And while resting here in this present moment experience, we'll begin offering these very precious phrases of loving kindness to our own heart. With each phrase, you might visualize or imagine what your life would look and feel like if each phrase was completely reflective of your life circumstance. May I be happy. May I be healthy. Feel safe and at ease. May I live a life of peace without struggle.
I be happy? May I be safe? May I be at ease? May I live a life of peace without struggle. And so while resting here with these phrases of loving kindness, notice if any warmth or opening or softening appeared around the heart, somewhere in the body, or perhaps a color arose. And if it feels accessible, Allow this feeling of loving kindness to amplify and to grow. Amplifying this feeling as if you were turning up the volume on your favorite song on the radio. Really feeling into what does this loving kindness feel like? And so we'll rest there for a few breaths. And in the next moment or two, we'll begin to pivot back into our conversational space. And I'll cue that by ringing the bell three times. And so if you're watching this back on recording and you'd like to explore that uh, practice of loving kindness, now would be a good time to press pause on the recording and you're welcome to stay there as long as you wish. But for those of us who are here live, I'm going to move into this presentation on forgiveness and compassion. And we're probably, uh, I'm intending to do a little bit more meditating towards the end here, uh, where I'll offer a meditation on forgiveness. That's the intention here today. Now, the meditation that I just guided is sort of a variation on a very traditional loving kindness practice. This is found in, in many, many uh, traditions, uh, early Buddhist traditions, later Buddhist traditions, they've all kind of embraced uh, this idea of bringing these phrases to our heart, visualizing, imagining 
what our life would look like, and so forth. And so <clears throat> the compassion practices, which I'll be offering on the retreat that I mentioned at the beginning of today's talk, uh, are, they unfold in a very similar way. And this is just one, we'll be, we'll be diving deep into several different practices on the retreat, and this is just one way that uh, compassion is practiced. And so I just want to move through the phrases very quickly here so you can kind of get a feel for how they're, how they're offered. So the phrases are, may I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May I be free from disturbance and harm. May I accept things just as they are. May I experience the world accepting me just as I am. May I serve whatever arises. And so, over the many years, I started working with these phrases and with this practice of compassion. Uh, it was, I think, 2004, 2005. It's been quite some time. And I've been teaching them uh, since 2009, 2010. So, in that course of time, when I started doing them on myself, and I, and I continue to practice these practices. It's one of my primary practices. I, I keep coming back uh, to love and kindness, compassion, equanimity, and joy. Uh, they're known as the four immeasurable minds in the Buddhist tradition. And I cycle through them. I spend three months on each, year in, year out. <laughs> so, uh, and what I've noticed in all of that time, in all of this practice, these th the third and fourth phrase here, may, may I accept things just as they are, and my, may I experience the world accepting me just as I am. Those phrases uh, for myself, what I've noticed when I offer these teachings to others, those phrases offer quite a bit of resistance. And they're actually written to offer resistance. They're, these phrases are designed to bring up how we resist the experience of compassion. So there's nothing wrong with the resistance. What I notice is that resistance comes from a lot of holding on to resentment and anger. Holding on to, uh, to resentment and anger towards ourselves and to others. And so that's what brought me to want to offer practices on forgiveness in a compassion setting. Because it, it seemed to me that in order to accept things just as they are, in order to experience the world accepting us just as we are, oftentimes a move, a step away from those practices and a step into forgiveness uh, was almost necessary and for, my, for myself, personally, it was very necessary uh, to go back and to uh, practice forgiveness with people who had transgressed against me, who I felt had, had caused me hurt and harm, 
and to forgive myself too for uh, ways that I hurt and harmed myself and ways that I'd, I felt that I'd hurt and harmed others. Uh, and so I found that in doing that, it made accepting things just as they are or experience, particularly experiencing the world accepting me just as I am, it made that um, much more accessible. Uh, and not only that, uh, the practice of forgiveness in itself is a beautiful practice. In and of itself, it is so rewarding. Because as I said in my last session, and I'll, I'll say it again fresh here today, we, in the practice of forgiveness, we are removing the stone of resentment from our heart, from our heart. For me, that's how it felt. It felt like there was a stone in my heart. I didn't even realize it was there until I started doing these practices on compassion. And then, oh, that, that needs to be removed. Let's see what we can do. And then working with these practices of forgiveness, uh, actually working to kind of surgically, if you will, surgically remove that stone from the heart. And once that is removed, we can more easily uh, step into the present moment. So important. Because resentment keeps us locked in the past. Resentment or anger, whether it's towards ourselves or towards other, uh, we're locked in that experience of the past. Because we're, we're really wishing that the past had been different, right? If we're, if we're harboring resentment or anger towards others, or towards ourself, we're really hoping for a different past. And of course, that's impossible, right? So it's, it's really, we're hoping for an outcome that can't ever come to be. And so really, it's such a sense of relief, if you will. And, and I hope you'll, you'll uh, dive into the practice that I'll offer here at the end of the talk. Uh, to see that for yourself. So a couple of tips before we do the guided meditation. So whenever we, we sense or feel a type of struggle, we can take that struggle as a clear indication that we're not completely in acceptance of the present moment. This might be actually during a formal meditation if you're struggling with the posture. There's something there that we're not accepting, a tension in the body or a soreness, perhaps. If there's a sense of struggle in our heart or in our mind, that's an indication that there's something in the present moment that we can't quite come to terms with. And so if that arises during the meditation practice or any time in your life, in your present moment experience, you can check in with your body. Say, what am I not accepting here? What's, what am I resisting in my body? You might not feel anything. Then you can check in with the mind and the heart, the heart being the emotional field. What am I not, what am I resisting emotionally? What am I struggling against? Why is there tension there? This type of inquiry 
can guide your awareness into where the resistance is, into the, the sense of not accepting is. Once that becomes known, once we see what we're resisting or not accepting, then further inquiry can be very helpful. So I recommend questions like, can I rest with this? Once you pose that question, you might actually feel the body soften. Can I rest with this? Or is resistance necessary at this present moment? Or another option is, can I allow this feeling? Or can I allow this emotion? Or can I accept this present moment? Eckhart Tolle uses the phrase, um, what is my relationship to this present moment? That's a good one too. So if you ask these questions, and let's just work with one question right now or two, let's use, can I rest with this? So let's say you're meditating, right? Or you're in your present moment experience and you, you're feeling some tension. You ask, can I rest with this? The answer might be no. The answer might be this feeling, this emotion, this experience, whatever it is, the sensation in the body is, it, it needs to be alleviated. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So what we've done then is we've, bought, we've brought awareness to that behavior of moving away from discomfort and moving towards comfort. And this is very, very powerful stuff because we're so habitually ingrained to push away discomfort and grasp at comfort, push away discomfort and grasp at comfort. We're doing that all the time, right? And it's, it, it's very unconscious and that's normal. Uh, that urge against discomfort and towards comfort is part of our nervous system. It's wired into us. One of the reasons why we've probably survived as long as we have as human species is we have that drive. So there's nothing wrong with that. But what we're trying to do here is bring that unconscious drive into present moment awareness so that we're not reacting to the discomfort out of habitual reactive patterning, which leads to addiction, which leads to craving and suffering and so forth. Well, we can bring that drive out of the unconscious and make it aware, make it conscious. We've reclaimed the power over that instinct. And as Carl Jung once aptly pointed out, anything that remains buried in our unconscious will affect us, will control and dictate our choices. Now, that's not a direct quote, I'm kind of paraphrasing there. So bringing that movement away from, un away from discomfort and into comfort. And actually when we do that consciously, that's a movement out of compassion, right? Remember the first phrase of those phrases, may I be free from suffering and the causes of suffering, right? Well, if my foot is falling asleep and that's causing me suffering, well, can I rest with this? No, that's really irritating and 
I'll obsess about it for the rest of the meditation practice, then move to adjust your foot. And because we've done that out of present moment awareness rather than out of habitual reactive patterning, we're moving, we can actually feel what it feels like to move out of self-compassion, out of care for ourself. And that's beautiful. That's a beautiful practice. So the idea is there is not to, you know, make life a kind of grin and bear it. Oh, I should, you know, if I'm really compassionate and forgiving, I'll just accept whatever arises. That's not the idea here. The idea is to make our movement aware and consciousness, or aware and conscious. Make us aware of all of our movements forward out of discomfort, like that. Very powerful practice there. So another pro tip here. So if we're actually harboring resentment or anger, either towards ourselves or towards others, uh, we tend to then simply focus or see that person or see ourself through that experience which is making us angry. So let's use the example of another. Like, so if we're angry at this other person or we're harboring resentment towards them, chances are we're seeing that person really primarily through that behavior which made us angry. We're identifying them as the person who cut us off in traffic, or we're seeing them as the person who has, you know, political views that we think are wrong. Or we, we identify that person as, you know, whatever it is, whatever that behavior is that, that upset us or that we're, we're feeling resentment towards, we see them as a personification of that behavior. We forget that all beings are a multitude of circumstances, of situations, of influences, uh, experiences, beliefs, values, likes, dislikes, wounds, scars, and loves. We're all a conglomerate of all of those and many, 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 many more factors that didn't make my list there, right? Think how, think about how many millions of causes and conditions brought you to this present moment and brought you to feel and think and believe what you feel, think and believe now. And recognize that every individual is equally complex and equally rich in their background. So when we see people in that light, we can sort of soften uh, the objectification of that person as being the person who believes X, Y, Z, or being the person who, you know, drives terribly, or being the person who, you know, you know, did this and really made me mad. We sort of loosen that. And that technique, that, you know, seeing things in that way, we can also see ourselves in that way. Because when we're harboring anger towards ourselves, or we're, we're, we're blaming ourselves for some behavior, some transgression that we did against others or against ourselves, 
when we're caught in that, we also see ourselves in that same light, that we're just that behavior, we're just that transgression. And so remember that we are this multitude of circumstances, causes, and conditions which brought us here right now. I can loosen that up a bit. Okay, we're moving into the guided meditation here. Uh, I just want to bring up a couple of more points. Everyone's story contains at least one villain, right? And likewise, we're all villains. We've all played the villain in at least one other person's story. This is a natural, normal part of seven billion people living together on one planet. 7 billion plus. This is the human experience. So we're not coming into these practices with the idea of condoning transgressions, with the idea of saying, oh, you know, that's okay. You know, that's not the idea here. Is We're not saying that harmful behavior is okay. But again, what we're, what we're attempting to do is to remove the resentment from our heart. We can still hold people accountable for harmful behavior towards ourselves or towards others, but we can, and actually we can do that in a more healthy way once we've taken the resentment and hurt out of the heart because we're more likely to move into the present moment uh, in a more healthy way. Okay. So I think that's all I want to say here before we move into the meditation practice. So much like the uh, loving kindness practice that I offered at the beginning here, much like the compassion practices that I mentioned, uh, this is going to be working with phrases. And so with these phrases, we'll cycle through their three different phrases. Uh, we're going to be asking forgiveness from those who we feel we have harmed. Uh, we're going to offer forgiveness to those who have harmed us. And then the last phrase, we're going to offer forgiveness to ourselves for ways we feel we may have hurt or harmed ourselves. Now that last phrase, sometimes it's helpful uh, to call on your highest self or wisest self and visualize that higher self or wisest self offering forgiveness to you. And that can sometimes really help facilitate that move into forgiveness. So this practice uh, will run just maybe 10 or 12 minutes. It'll just be kind of a taster. Uh, and again, if you're interested in, in diving deep, you can press pause, or I have a full half an hour uh, forgiveness meditation, same practice, just longer, on my YouTube channel on, and on my website. Or sign up for the retreat, where we'll actually spend a couple of weeks uh, working with the practices of self-forgiveness and forgiveness for others. Uh, so that would be a good opportunity for that as well. In any case, enjoy this, uh, this 10 or 12 minute exploration into forgiveness. And even this, even just doing 10 minutes a couple of times a week uh, can really help facilitate an opening in the heart. It's, re it's really quite something. Uh, so enjoy.
And so the invitation is now to come into the present moment experience, much like we did in the opening meditation. So noticing again the breath, entering and leaving the nose, how the breath moves through the body, the sensations of the breathing process. The rising and falling of the abdomen and just how the body moves with each breath. And as you breathe, just know that you're breathing. Noticing also the sensations of the body. Noticing how the body is sitting. Sensations from the feet, the legs. Clothing against the back and shoulders. Noticing the arms and hands against the body or touching each other. Noticing the abdomen and chest rising and falling. Sensations arising from the face and the top of the head. And the invitation is now to allow any tension or stress that might be held in the body to go any obvious tension that wants to relax. You might ask, can I rest with this tension? That can sometimes help. Allow that to soften. What am I resisting right now? Is resistance necessary at this present moment? Noticing any sounds which might be arising in your environment. And while resting here in this present moment experience, we'll begin to move into the forgiveness aspect of this practice. If strong emotions or visualizations arise during the practice, just know that that's a natural, normal aspect of meditation practice. If things get too emotionally charged, you're invited to finish the practice there. And so as we rest in the present moment, we'll begin offering or asking forgiveness for those who we've transgressed against. If I have hurt or harmed anyone, 
knowingly or unknowingly, I ask their forgiveness. If I have hurt or harmed anyone, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask their forgiveness. If I have hurt or harmed anyone, knowingly or unknowingly, I ask their forgiveness. If you wish at any time during this meditation to put your hand on your heart or on your belly, offering a sense of comfort or stability, that can sometimes help. And then the next breath will move into offering forgiveness for those who have harmed us. If anyone has hurt or harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive them. If anyone has hurt or harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive them. If anyone has hurt or harmed me, knowingly or unknowingly, I forgive them.
And then the next breath or two will begin to shift again in the practice, offering forgiveness to ourself. Again, if you wish, putting your hand on your heart, or you might wish to visualize or imagine your higher self or wisest self, future self, offering you these phrases of forgiveness. For all of the ways I have hurt or harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I offer forgiveness. For all of the ways I may have hurt or harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I offer forgiveness. For all of the ways I may have hurt or harmed myself, knowingly or unknowingly, I offer forgiveness. now while breathing in and breathing out, allowing any visualizations which may have arisen to dissolve, you can allow those to fade back into the open spacious awareness from which they came. And if you notice any softening or openings, any sense of forgiveness arising during the practice, Really feeling into that for a moment. Take a, take a few breaths to really feel what that forgiveness, either for the self or for others, what that feels like in the body, in the heart.
and in the next breath or two, we'll begin to shift away from the meditation practice and back into our conversational space. I'll do that. I'll cue that shift by ringing the bell three times. So thank you so much for joining me. And if you are watching this on recording and would like to explore that a little bit deeper, you can press pause now. If you're live here with me, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we are coming to the end of today's offering. Uh, but as a way of closing, I'd like to invite people here listening, whether it's live or on recording, uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please don't hesitate to message me with those, send those along, or you can place them at the on the comment section below the video there. If you have any questions, happy to address those. Um, these practices can be powerful, and so sometimes uncomfortable experiences can arise, and so part of my role, if you will, as a teacher is to assist with that. And so if you felt anything that you feel you might like to talk about, always feel free to message me, always available. Love getting messages like that. So, so that concludes uh, the two-part series on forgiveness. Uh, today is Monday here in Asia. And so Friday, Friday morning, Thursday evening in the States, I will be moving into uh, back into practices of compassion, extending compassion to others, including people we have challenges with. Uh, so we may venture back into forgiveness for a minute there. Uh, and then offering compassion to the entire world. And that will lead me right into the opening of the retreat on March 22nd. Now I realize uh, that the clocks will change in some places of the world. So I just wanted to address that now. Um, it will be, these offerings will be the, the new time, uh, will be 9 p.m. still in the States. So I'm gonna start these an hour earlier in Asia. You can thank me or curse me later, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, so it'll be 8 a.m. on Friday here in Asia, which makes it again 9 p.m. on the East Coast of America. So adjust your clocks accordingly. Uh, happy spring. And so that's all I want to say today. I'll ring the bell to make it official. Again, thank you so much for being here with me, for enjoying the recordings. And I hope you've received as much benefit as I have. Have a great night or a great day.